Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Hello there, everybody. Welcome and Happy New Year. I am your host of Dream Business Radio. I'm Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. I welcome you here to another fantastic live episode, which I started doing, well, actually about this time last year. So we've got about 12 months of lives. In addition to our 12 years of um, audio podcasts, all designed to help you build your dream business so you too can live your dream lifestyle. It might look a little different today. It's not some green screen shenanigans. <laughs> I'm broadcasting today from the studio of my daughter's company, interviewconnections.com, Jessica Rhodes. And Stephanie and I are up here visiting Jessica, Jamie, and of course our grandkids. I usually mention them first, but I don't know. <laughs> we'll go up to see the grandkids and my daughters. <laughs> anyway, this is episode 586. And my special guest this week is Jennifer Sakalo. Jennifer, how'd I do with that? That was perfect. <laughs> you saw I had Jim had to go there and think about that little coaching tip you gave me. Oh my goodness. Hey folks, uh, so this is a New Year's kind of episode and um, I'm just really excited that um, uh, Jennifer and I connected through a mutual good friend, Denise Griffiths. And um, with and this was like a month or two ago in the, and my schedule is usually booked out a month or two. And it just so happened that this was the available date that we both chose. And because of the topic, you're gonna, you're just gonna love it today. Anyway, this episode of Dream Business Radio is brought to you by the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program. If you're an entrepreneur who wants to create multiple streams of revenue, create an amazing brand, and learn how to charge what you're worth so you too can work three days a week or less or more, I guess, then you want to be part of this extraordinary virtual mastermind group led by me, Captain Jim Palmer, in one just for one more year. And this is, as I say, my final year before I retire. I have two openings in the group right now. You can learn more at dreambizcoaching.com. That's dreambizcoaching.com. At the end of today's show, I'm going to show you how to get all of my books, which I can't point to because they're not there because I'm not in my home office. But you can just imagine how great they are. All right. I'm so thrilled again to... Um, to book Jennifer for this show. So let me uh, introduce her and we'll dive right in. She is a powerhouse when it comes to helping people tap into their greatness, own their worth, claim their swagger. I, I got to interrupt myself here. When I saw her her bio and stuff, swagger, what a cool brand. <laughs> you're you're going to be so enthralled, not only with the information she shares, but all the branding that's so cool. Anyway, her work has been featured in publications like Live Strong, Prevention Magazine, Fast Company, Jennifer is the go-to authority on leadership and personal development, having cultivated her experience learning to recover from her own failures, as we all learn to do, as well as over three decades of work with individuals, leaders, cancer survivors, and Fortune 500 companies. Jennifer has both undergraduate and graduate degrees in behavioral change. And with her vast experience, she has spoken at conferences in 18 countries, and she is soon to be giving her first TED Talk, which is something I just learned about two minutes ago when we connected. Anyway, she has mastered the art and science of guiding individuals to get their brains to work, another reason I'm glad I met her, for them instead of against them, enabling people to transform their lives by redesigning the way they think and behave. 
it's quite an impressive resume. I, I, I've actually had to whittle it down because, you know, when people want me to introduce them, they usually give me 12 pages and I <laughs> bring it down to the half hour show format. But anyway, I'm just having a good time today. Jennifer, welcome to the Dream Business Radio again. I'm really glad we connected. I'm so happy to be here. Super excited to share information about not only my book, but also just how we can really help people tap into and use what they already have to be at their best, perform at their best, and really live their best life as you try and help them do as well. Excellent. As I said, um, Denise Griffiths uh, introduced us, which I'm thrilled for. Her, her podcast is like way so far up there above mine. <laughs> She's like a rock star in the podcasting world. But and again, I think the topic for which you know your specialty is just perfect for our inaugural show of 2024. Um, so if you would, please take a moment. I've kind of given your whole resume, but as you and I were joking before we went live, nobody, nobody graduates high school or college or, and says, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and grow this amazing company and help a lot of people. There must've been a little bit of a journey, so to speak, before you got to where you are today. Quite a long one, actually. But uh, so I started out obviously in behavioral change, mostly in health behavior change and that led me into a multitude of different careers, uh, working with marketing and sales, and also in, believe it or not, construction management. I've done a multitude of things along my journey, but one of the most powerful, I would say two of the most powerful ones along that path were when I was working with cancer survivors mm -hmm. and I was coaching cancer survivors. This is after I finished my master's degree and I recognize that when cancer survivors are in treatment, treatment and surviving treatment becomes their whole life. They really right. can't focus on anything else. But when they get past that, they get to a point where they really don't know who they are anymore because they've been fundamentally changed by the experience. And so they don't really know where to go from there. And I always wanted to help them see cancer as the spark that created the rest of their life instead of something they survived. Yes. So that was the real seed for the book and for this whole concept. So it started out really being for cancer survivors initially. Mm. And then I spent about 12 years or so as a global leadership consultant. So I was designing, facilitating, and working with leaders from aspiring leaders all the way up to the C-suite of organizations all over the world and developing experiential learning programs. So helping leaders learn by doing, which is the most powerful way that we as adults learn. And I wanted to take everything that I had kind of not only learned in my own life, but then also what I had really seen be real extremely powerful with leaders across the globe. And how could I package that and put it into something that was applicable and easy and actionable and doable for people, just everyday people, people that didn't have access to corporate training or any of the things that I was fortunate enough to be part of. So interesting. Um, first of all, you know, I, I usually take about a half hour to prepare for these interviews. I've probably got about a dozen questions. I'll get through three of them because your answers are so awesome. <laughs> but, you know, it, I'm almost, uh, you know, we should have met in um, 2001 based on that answer. Well, seriously, because I went through a year and a half of unemployment. I lost yeah. my job as VP of marketing for this training company. And I, I, I had such swagger then because I, I was 41. I was a VP doing really well. Right. And all of a sudden, boom, that was gone. Yeah. And I really 
came to understand how much, um, I, I guess for men and women, but at least my experience as a tied to my identity that was on my business card, right? And I didn't have that anymore. And for me watching, you know, Stephanie go to work and the kids kept by 14 inches at home, they're going to school, neighbors and husbands, everybody's going to work. And I'm staying home looking at newspapers at the time. Right. I think that was even before monster.com or right. maybe right around there. But then I had cancer too. So I had the double whammy. Oh, goodness. And it, but it's, it's interesting that I look back on that. Um, that whole period of my life, I call my season of crises. But that is what brought me to my knees and got, and got me started on this new life that I have today. None of, I, none of this would have happened, what I'm doing now, had I not gone through that. I'd still be chasing a career title probably. No, and you bring up some really great points, Jim, because one of the things that I write about in Claim Your Swagger in the chapter on self-worth is that very thing. We have been conditioned over time to connect who we are to what we do. Right. And we've allowed that to define us instead of recognizing that we are so much more than what we do. And it's creating that mindset shift. So that's one of the things that I mean by getting your brain to work for you instead of against you. We control our thoughts. We can shift our mindset. We don't have to stay stuck in these beliefs that we've had for decades. It's about creating that new, I guess, path, neural pathway, if you will, and that new train of thought that's going to help you be productive. And I, I think that most people... And that's why this book became a survivor's book, not just a cancer survivor's book, because we've all survived something like you're mm -hmm. losing your job and then getting cancer. Many of us have our own trials and tribulations. And I think it takes us getting to that kind of point where we start to question that allows us to really tap into and figure out what our potential really is. Yeah. So let's talk. Let's, that's a good transition because I could. I could easily just tap into your brain. We can make it all about me. But <laughs> my audience, like, hey, we're out here, right? <laughs> so you've got a wonderful book. It's called Claim Your Swagger: Stop Surviving and Start Thriving, which is really cool. I will admit, I haven't read. I've sp I sped read some of it and to prepare, but I really want to get my hands on a copy of it. Um, so first of all, I want to give give you kudos and props because I'm a marketer. I love creating great brands. Claim your swagger. Swagger is such a cool word. But it, it also makes you think about, well, what is it and why don't I have it? Do I think I have it? Now, I, I identified too. I thought I had it. I don't think I called it swagger. I called it uber confidence. Look at me. Woo, VP by 40, right. right? But then all of a sudden it was gone. So I understand it. So what? So you wrote the book initially to help people that have gone through cancer or, or other trauma. Um, but is the title... Um, was the title meant to be sort of inquisitive? Because if, if, if yes. you have a curiosity factor, by the way, I'm known for questions that are like five minutes long, which is why I only get to six of them. <laughs> but is swagger meant to like, I wonder what this is and get people to pick up the book? Did you have that in mind? I, I did. And I also wanted it to be, so swagger is a word that it's been kind of resurfacing a lot in the, mm. in, I would say in the last five to 10 years, maybe, maybe more five years. I've heard it a lot. And as I was thinking about my brand, as I was thinking about what did I really want to call this, swagger kept coming up. And I, I'm open to the influences and the things and the signs, I guess, if you will, things that keep coming my way. And I kept landing on that word. And now I do not define it the way the dictionary 
does. No. Well, how does the dictionary define it? So it's not necessarily <laughs> um, very flattering. It, it talks a bit more about being arrogant and kind of full ah. of yourself. And that, and that is not what I consider swagger. So the way that I look at swagger, there's a couple different ways. One is if you were, let's say, dining in a restaurant and you saw somebody come in and they just lit up the room. I mean, we've right. all experienced this, right? You've seen that person where you go, wow. And it's not because they may maybe are the most attractive person in the world, but they have an inner self-confidence and a self-assuredness. They are comfortable in their own skin. They know who they are and they're unapologetic about it. Yes. Not arrogant about it, but they're just assured in themselves. If and I can it, interrupt for just a second, yeah. they may not be arrogant or see themselves as arrogant, but some people might. And I don't think that's a as a downside for them. Correct. I mean, when I'm working with my clients and I'm talking about like charging what you're worth, et cetera, it's like you have to have Uber people. And I mean, people like your prospective customers, clients, patients, they're attracted to hope right? They want, they want to make sure if they want to, they love confidence and confidence might even be a word for swagger, right? Because if you're super confident, it doesn't matter what other people think of you. Well, that's a, that's a, a big part of it because so swagger is also an acronym mm. and it stands for self-worth, appreciation for your strengths and limitations, gratitude for how your life experiences have shaped who you are, grounded in your core values empowered to overcome self-limiting beliefs and renewed through a greater focus on your passion and purpose. And when you do the work to uncover all of that about yourself, that's when you claim your swagger. That's when you become the person that lights up the room because you will not care what other people think. You know who you are. You know the path you're on. You know what's important to you. You're aware of your strengths. You have that gratitude for the ups, the downs, the good, the bad, and the ugly for all the things that have helped create who you are today. You know, you said something really important. Um, so I want my audience to make sure they hear this. When you claim your swagger, when I way I talk about that, and I may just adopt your language when you're not listening, but <laughs> claim your swagger. But when when you actually go out, and, and I'm not talking about fake it till you make it, when you yeah. actually have a track record of success, helping clients, helping business owners, helping cancer survivors, whatever that is, when you have an actual proven track record, this is how, so when you tell prospective customers, this is what I can do, it's not bragging. It, it's showing them people what's possible. And when you talk with confidence and surety, that's swagger. So I think we're on the same page here. No, absolutely we are. And, and I think what's interesting about it too is, see, my version of swagger is, is about how people tap into and use what already exists. They just need to learn how to use it. They already have everything they need. And when they claim their swagger, that's when they will create the success in the business, in the things that they're trying to accomplish in the world, because they're using everything and the tools that they have to the best of their ability. So they're bringing their best self to everything that they do. And that's when we win. And I think it's probably self-evident, but all this goes to mindset, right? I mean, swagger lives up here. It does. Do you, do you agree? Yes. And so th that's why what you do and what I do is so important. You have to, sometimes you have to help people who are, who 
can and should have swagger, but don't you have to help them see why they should have swagger. Well, anyway. it's part of also letting go of those self-limiting beliefs, right? Because we tend to get in our own way. We tend to sabotage ourselves. But when we can learn to get our brain to work for us instead of against us, to stop blocking us, to let go of some of these self-limiting beliefs, or I call them in the in Claim Your Swagger in the book, swagger limiting beliefs, because that's exactly what they are. When mm. we recognize that they are uninvited guests and they no longer have to be welcome into our lives, that there are tips and tools and techniques we can use to actually get rid of them for good, then we take back our power. That's right. And we're talking about self-talk, which is not a person talks to themselves. No, self-talk is good. The first title, the first chapter in your book is titled, Who Stole Your Swagger? Yeah. Made me think of who moved your cheese, but who exactly. stole your swagger <laughs> is like, well, it goes right to the heart of it because at some point we either lose the swagger we had or we realize maybe something did steal my swagger. Talk a little bit about that, that chapter, if you would. Well, so the chapter, that first chapter deals with kind of my, my kind of down time in my life. So mm -hmm. my moments of, wow, okay, I hit my rock bottom. And it was luckily for me, it was in my early 20s. So I've had a lot of time to kind of really grow from that, from that low place in my life. My life was pretty much falling apart by the time I hit 24. I was getting divorced. I was working three jobs. I was on the verge of homelessness. I know exactly what it feels wow. like to have a an eviction notice on your front door when you come home from work and have no clue why it's there. So it was it was a bad time in my life, but I had to realize and I had to make a choice in that moment. And I recognized in that moment that I was the only one that was going to determine where I went from there. I was the only one that was going to determine what direction I took, where my life was going. And I was in control of my life, not the circumstances around me. And so once I made that choice, then it was, you know, sometimes an uphill battle for sure. But that's where I really started to gain this momentum and this better understanding of swagger and the different elements of it. My self-worth had taken a massive nosedive, you know, in that, right. in that time in my life, I had lost who I was completely. And I had to earn that back. I had to gain that back again. I had to redefine who I was and stop connecting it to the things that just like with you that are transient, they can go away in a moment's notice. So it was really a journey for me. And I, I have that chapter in there to help people realize we all, no matter who we are, go through our trials and tribulations in life. It's a matter of what we do with those and where we go from there. Right. One of the expressions I tend to see a lot as I look at various places is you, you have to wake up. Nobody's coming to rescue you, you know. I've never met a highly successful entrepreneur that waited for somebody to rescue them, save right. them, or make them, or give them their swagger. So um, skipping ahead to chapter three, discovering your self-worth. I'm sure through everything you went through, you you have a sort of a process that, you know, helped you find your own self-worth and therefore your swagger. How do you, what are some steps that people can take to discover their self-worth? 
I think the first thing is really becoming aware of the aspects that impact it. So there's actually a self-assessment in that chapter that many people have told me was very surprising for them because they thought they had a pretty strong sense of self and their self-worth. Okay. But we have allowed, especially in the society we're in today, we have allowed so many external factors to impact it, how people view us, how others see us, how attractive we think we are, how uh, well we do in our work, how well we perform at things in life. There are many, many external factors that impact how we see ourselves. So one of the first steps is taking, kind of taking stock of what's the current state of your self-worth and what are the aspects potentially impacting it. And once you identify those, then there are things you can start doing up here to create some mindset shifts and to one, disconnect who you are from what you do and recognize that we are worthy simply because we exist. Our mm. worth is innate. And that means that no one else can impact it from the standpoint of no one else gets to deem what we're worth or whether or not we're worthy. And it's not about what we do as our job or our role or any of that that makes us worthy of love, happiness, success, or any of it. We're worthy and we deserve all of that simply because we exist. It's innate. That's, and that's the difference between your identity and your role. Yes. So I remember when I was working at that training company, I actually went through the courses and we talked about, I said, that's really interesting. Little did I yes. know it's probably prepping me for what I was about to go through. Right. But the identity is, is who you are, the role, husband, father, you know, son, marketer, trainer, whatever, all those were roles. It's right. not who you are. So that was pretty interesting. So I, I didn't see the, the actual quiz and I'm, I'm sure it's helpful. Is it really possible for somebody who, let's say, is actually maybe down in the dumps a little bit and they're really trying to figure out their self-worth so they can really, is it possible for them to do that without getting, you know, professional help from, from a coach like yourself or myself? Oh, I absolutely believe it's 100%. Okay. People are 100% capable of doing it. Now, I also encourage people to get help. There's nothing wrong with getting help to get the support that you need wherever you are in your life and on your journey. So I don't discount that. At the same time, there are very simple things we can do. One of the simplest things you can do to start feeling a bit better about yourself, this mm -hmm. is going to sound really strange, but I call it A-OK, -okay, which is acts of kindness. Okay. And so going out, deciding, let's say every morning, wake up and go, I'm going to do three acts of kindness today for other people. And then you keep track of those during the day. And then you also take stock of how you feel, because when we do something nice or good for someone else, when we help somebody else, it actually boosts our own self-worth. So there are physical things we can start doing on a daily basis that can start to shift how we see ourselves and how we feel about ourselves. That's just yeah. one example. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I don't, I'm not in my office where I'd hold up my book, Serve First, because that is a really big component of what I believe is important. Um, and, I, you know, early on when I wasn't busy and stuff, I got involved with a, um, nonprofit through our church called uh, Good Works, where we donated one Saturday a month, every month. And when you sign up, you're there. And then as my business started growing, I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't cut my own lawn. I'm growing my own business. I'm going to go take a whole Saturday. 
And I'd always like, I, I wish there was a reason I didn't have to go. And then I'd like float home because, exactly. and I, and I called it back in the day of hashtags, hashtag perspective, no yes. matter what I'm going through, what I just saw, because very, very low income people was, was who we helped. It was amazing. And that, that whole serve, serve mentality. So that is really good. And the time is so fast running out. Um, you, you talk about uh, in other chapters about gaining, gaining appreciation for your strengths and finding gratitude. And I'm going to combine a, a, two questions because once you, you go through the first part of this answer, one of the final chapters I think was called um, being renewed through your passion and your purpose. Right. And I'm like, that, that's it. Because once you tie what you do, your skill, your talent, what you can bring to the table and you combine it, you obviously become passionate about it. And, and if, if you could, are fortunate enough to make a business and, and a purpose of that, that's when the whole thing, exactly. I'm sure there's a question that you can answer there somewhere. No, absolutely. So one of the biggest things that's really important for us is to recognize the things that we're naturally good at. We are born with innate talents and abilities. And being able to identify and recognize what those are. And I actually work with Gallup uh, and they have cornered the market, in my opinion, on, on this aspect of strengths-based um, development, if you will, okay. focusing on your strengths instead of we've been conditioned over time. For example, if you get all A's and an F on your report card, what are you naturally drawn to? What do you focus on first? Yeah. We, we focus on the F. But what strengths-based development says is actually you should be focusing on the A's and what did you do that enabled you to get the A's and how do you apply that to what, where you're struggling? So it's, it's a different way of thinking. And when we get really good at knowing what we're innately good at and what we're talented at, then we can develop those into what I call our swagger superpowers. Mm. And that then, once we learn what those are, we can start using them on a regular basis. And more we become aware of when and how we use them, the better we get at using them. And gratitude is one of the biggest tools in our toolkit. It is something that can immediately and profoundly shift your mindset in an instant. So instead of being, for example, complaining about noise, you might ask yourself, shouldn't I just be grateful I can hear? In that moment, in that simple question, you can profoundly shift a mindset and attitude, which helps you move forward more productively. So when you can combine some of this, knowing what your strengths are, having your self-worth, appreciating and having gratitude for what has shaped you throughout your life, finding those learning moments, instead of thinking life is happening to you, you start to look at it and say life is happening for you. Yeah. What can I learn? How can I gain from this? How can I go forward differently because of this experience? That's how we start to reshape and reframe how we think about things and how we can get the brain to work for us. So it's reshaping neural pathways. Mm. We got about four minutes left. See if I can squeeze in 12 questions. No, I'm sure I can. <laughs> <laughs> but you have an amazing, I want to tell everybody your website is SwaggerU, S-W-A-G-G-E-R-U, SwaggerU.com. You got a wonderful blog there. One of the blogs that I noticed was called Letting Go of Guilt and Taking Control. Mm -hmm. I think people far, for far too long hang on to bad decisions they made. Oh, I invested with this. I, I wasted money here. I didn't launch for a year, whatever it is. And they hold those bad decisions or what they perceive to be from moving 
forward, right? So is that kind of what you're talking about there? Or? Yes, absolutely. So for for example, <laughs> let's say somebody gets a divorce and they have this a massive guilt around this what was probably the best decision for them and they are they feel guilty because of whether maybe they let their family down, maybe they feel like they let their faith down, maybe they feel like their kids are having issues because of it. They they look at all these other things instead of standing up for oneself going this is the best thing for me. It's the healthiest thing for me to create my best life. And me being able to create my best life is also setting a great example for my kids, showing them that you don't stay in something that maybe isn't healthy or that isn't a good relationship or whatever it might be just for the sake of it or on principle alone, but that there are other ways to do things and that you can productively move forward and letting go of the guilt that people put on themselves for decisions that quite frankly are really perhaps smart for them in that in that time yeah okay i'm going to squeeze in one more question jennifer um another blog post was the in, unveiling the secret ingredient again caught it caused me to read the rest of it folks there's, there's like copywriting lessons in here cultivating desire for unwavering perseverance perseverance i mean that's it it, you know, you fall down, you got to get up, you get knocked down, you get up. You All you have to do is get up and one more time than you get knocked down. I mean, that's really the essence of perseverance, but t tell us about that. Um, well, so, concept. so in my, in my book, claim your swagger. So this is claim your swagger. And there's a chapter in there called P to the power of three, which is patience, practice, and perseverance. So we have to be willing to be patient with ourselves when we're trying to create change in our lives because it takes time. We have to put the practice time in because things don't happen overnight, especially when we're starting to reshape our thinking and our belief structure. That takes time. We've taken us time to develop all those. And perseverance is the last P in that formula. And basically you cannot fail unless you give up, you have to just keep going. And what I learned when I was researching a lot of this, not only in my own life, but as I researched about perseverance, your desire to want whatever it is you're going after has to overcome whatever it is you're going to come up against. And that's what keeps you going. So desire is really that secret ingredient that helps you keep going when things get tough. You have to want it more than you fear it more than it hurts, more that it's more than the struggles, you that desire is what's going to enable you to keep moving forward. Oh, such good stuff. Denise Griffiths, thank you, thank you, thank you for connecting <laughs> me with Jennifer. I would love to have you back sometime. I know yes, you're speaking absolutely. and traveling. What, what would be a um, good place for, I know you want people to go get your book and you, you got that great website. Where do you, what's the first place you want them to connect with you, Jennifer? They can go to swaggeru.com, which is short for Swagger University, and there is a Swagger quiz that they can take, and it's free, oh, and cool. it enables them to get and identify the kind of current state of their swagger right now today. So it's geared at kind of assessing how you feel about yourself and how you feel about your life right now, and that would be a great first step. Wonderful. Jennifer, thank you so much. This has been such a blast and I greatly appreciate you joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. And folks, I, I realized looking at my little thumbnail there, the sun must have come out because all of a sudden I look like a silhouette. Hopefully.
you can still see me a little bit. I do have a big light right in front of me, but the sun is all powerful. Anyway, yeah, connect with Jennifer and um, get her book, Swagger. I think it's very, very cool. You are going to love this book. If, you, if you've been following me and you love the way I teach and things like that, you're going to love Jennifer as well. So connect at swaggeru.com. You can connect with me at getjimpalmer.com. If you're interested in joining me and about right now, 23 other smart entrepreneurs in my dream business mastermind, that is dreambizcoaching.com. This interview, along with all the others, will be on my YouTube channel as of tomorrow. Maybe Friday because I'm going back home tomorrow and I'm not going to do it from the car. So, but uh, my YouTube channel is uh, Dream Business Coaching. Big surprise there. Uh, oh, I by the way, even though I don't see the books over my shoulders, you can get all of my books as part of my um, legacy building program. All six of my Dream Business Building books are free in digital format. So they're obviously Kindle books at Amazon, they're Nook books at Barnes and Noble, and they're also in the iBookstore, totally free. No opt in, no nothing. Just go get them. Continue your great education on me. But that's it until this time next week. Another fantastic interview, and I'll have the books over my shoulder. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and you take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.